of the living geek. Moshi and welcome to episode 34 of Super Zagoy Cast. I'm Justin. And I'm Alex. And this week we're going to continue talking about Kuroku's basketball. We watched episodes 7 through 12 of 75, which I'm excited to watch all of them. Are you? Yeah. Like, I mean, aren't you? No, not really. I mean, you don't like any of the sports animes. That is not true at all. Only because you like Haikyuu. That's a sports anime. It kind of counts. I guess... But, like, why? They're all the same. They are not all the same. Clearly they are not all the same. Otherwise, I wouldn't like Haikyuu. They all have personality and flair and different things about it. So, like, what is it about Haikyuu that differs so much from the other ones that we've watched? It's fun. The other ones aren't Mm. really fun. Like, Kroko's basketball so far for me has just been very... I don't know. Like, I don't really care about anybody in the show. You know, they don't make you care about them. They're just, like... Well, I also liked um, Yoamushi Petal. That one was good, too. Yeah. It, that one made you care for people. You know, Haikyuu makes you care about people. You invest yourself in these people. Whereas with Kuroko's Basketball and um, Ace of Diamond, I don't know, it's just... Ace of Diamond makes you invest in the character? Not really. Ace of Diamond makes you invest in the game, not in the characters. I'm invested in Sawaramura, though. I'm also a big baseball fan, so maybe I'm just it's easier for me to attach to it. Alright, well, anyway... You can find this on Crunchyroll or Anime Planet if you guys want to check it out. The plot follows Kuroko Tetsuya, a skilled but overlooked junior high school basketball player from the undefeated generation of miracles, and he joins a high school basketball team and tries to take them to nationals while going up against other members of the generation of miracles who went yep. to other teams. Exactly. So when we left off, Satan, which is Kuroko's school, started playing their first team for the tournament for leading up to nationals. Nationals? Um, yeah, I think so. The inner high? Yeah, like thing? right now, it's the... Right one, this one's like the champion round, but it's not like the actual champion. It's to see who like from their region, I think, goes. Oh, okay. Something like that, yeah. yeah I don't know. They didn't really explain it's all that very well. weirdly. It is. Yeah. Anyway, so it's on their first game of this part of the tournament, I guess you could say. And they have to figure out how to defeat a team that has a extremely tall foreign player, and his shots are not easily blocked. So they they're going back and forth and trying to figure out how to best play against guy. him. Yeah, because yeah, they're still trying to figure themselves out as a team. And Kagami, which is the main person on the team, not Kuroko, but Kuroko's like other half, I yeah. guess you could say. Um, he figures out the right tactics in the very last quarter, and they end up winning the match sixty-seven to seventy-nine. Yeah. And there wasn't really a whole lot in this game. It was just kind of like, oh, here's a challenge, and then we defeated the challenge. Yeah, like, it wanted you guys to feel like when you're watching it that, uh-oh, maybe they're not a good team yet, and yeah. they're not going to be able to get through, like, the first game of the bracket tournament, you know? Like, in a sense, March Madness for high school. They end up figuring it out, and they, like, crush that team. Not crush it, but they, they beat them. They go on to win their next few games... Pretty handedly. They were like, oh, this is easier than we thought. Yeah, exactly. But then they decided to go watch the the team that if they continue to win, they're going to end up playing. Mm -hmm. That team's called Shutoku, and Shutoku is like a monster team, so they don't really know what they're getting themselves into. And when they go watch this last game, Shutoku actually won that match 153-21. to Which is crazy. They destroyed that other team. So Seiren realizes that they're being really overconfident and they need to pay attention to what they're doing. Yeah, and you know, and also watching the Shotoku, Shotoku game, they realize that they have a Generation of Miracle player on there. Yeah. And this guy is like, and it, like Kuroku's got like his like stealth ability in a sense, and they played that other guy in the practice match that we talked about in our last episode, who was like an all-around like copycat good player. This guy is like a long-range shooter, has great three-point, and like just really offensive. So that's why this team's just so dominant in terms of, like, offense. Yeah, and I don't like how it's based around one player, though, either. I mm-hmm. guess that's also why I like Haikyuu, because it's more of a team sport. Gotcha. And it's not just a singular player that we're supposed to be paying attention to. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. So, after the Shitoku game, Seiren end up going up against an extremely defensive team next. And they have a really, really hard time scoring any points and they eventually figure out that the team has integrated old martial arts moves into their playstyle, 
And so they're trying to figure out how to get around this because every time they try to do something, they're blocked, basically. This is one of the teams that didn't get one of the Generation of Miracle players. And this team's also known as one of the three kings, I guess, in the region. There's this one, Shoka- Shotaku. Shotoku. Shotoku. Uh, Shotoku. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Shotoku. But it's pretty interesting because you would think they weren't going to have to face any other team that would be too much of a challenge unless they had one of the people from the uh, Generation of Miracles. But this team gave them a lot of trouble. Yeah, it really did. In the last quarter, the other team started off with a lead of 58 to 61. So, I mean, it's not like they were, it's not like Seiren was being dominated, but it's just every time they scored, the other team scored right back. And if anything stopped them, which is why they ended up getting their lead. So then um, everybody was getting tired at this point. The seniors end up subbing in, and they had been studying a bunch of tapes against this team, so they were figuring out what was happening, and they were able to get past the defense by predicting the feet motions Mm -hmm. of these martial arts players. They were like, okay, well, their toes are pointing in this direction, so they're going to go this way. And that was really the only way that they could read what was going to happen. Yeah. So they used that against them. And Seiren managed to win at the very last minute, 73 to 71. Yep. yep and they yep, yep. moved on to the next team, which was Shutoku. So unfortunately, we started watching the next game, and we don't know the outcome. We see Seiren getting their butts kicked, basically. Yeah, they it, got pretty destroyed. Like, they, they're not, like, losing so bad that they can't come back, but it's to the point where, like, everything they try to do... It's, they counter it. They get Yeah, so, like... Kagami is pushed himself so much and was trying to carry the team on his back so much that he literally burnt himself out. Like, he can't jump at the moment from what we last saw. Like, his legs are done. And then there's another guy on Shutoku that has, like, what's known as Hawkeye. Like, but it's a better version of the guy that's on Seren's team. So he reads everything that Kuroku does. Yeah, he's one of the only people that can really see Kuroku. Yeah. It's Kuroku. like... It's Kuroko. Kuro- yeah, Kuroko, sorry. Kuroko. Um, his, like, field of vision, basically, is really good. So, like, even though the presence of Kuroko is so low, the guy still kind of can predict where he's going to be going. Yeah. And, like, he messes up all the passes and the steals and stuff, so it's making it really, really tough. Yeah, they haven't had a team that can sense Kuroko like that yet. Yeah, without so... it being, like, past 40 minutes. Right, so they're really not sure what to do right now. And it turns out that this guy from the Generation of Miracles that's on Shitoku can score from literally anywhere on on the court. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. He doesn't have to be anywhere near. He can be way up, way next to the other side and can score it. Yeah, exactly. Like nothing. He's only missed... Well, and that was the other thing, too, because Kagami figured out, like, when to jump to block him, in yeah. a way. Well, not to block him, but... But, like, tip the ball. Yeah, he's able... He's the only person that's ever been able to even touch the ball really? when it leaves that guy's hand. Yeah. So he tipped it, and it, it actually made his shot hit the rim, but it still rolled in. Yeah. And it, everybody was like, whoa, I've never seen that before. But he ends up doing it one other time after that, and he, he doesn't miss yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, he knocked it just enough to get it out of the way. Exactly. So, but the thing is, this is what we were talking about. The like, tables have turned. Yeah, like you think, oh, it's going to go down, and this guy, um, his name's Midori. He, he's got green hair, of course, and so his name's Green. He's the Generation of Miracle guy who can shoot from anywhere, really bases a lot of his game off of, like, the horoscopes and, like superstition in a sense like he wraps his fingers carries a specific thing with him from every game there's a lucky item for his horoscope sign so when they're like oh you're gonna do bad today but if you have your lucky item of a tanuki you'll be doing better so he brings it with him and like sets it on the court and stuff the thing for him this game was that his counterpart was kagami who ended up being a leo and it like said in his horoscope avoid leos well all of a sudden, you're like, oh, Seren's going to come back. And Kagami starts doing these things where he's tipping the ball and he's making these crazy shots and playing a great game. Yeah. And that's right when he his, like, his legs bust. And all of a sudden, he's t- too tired to physically play at the moment. So that's kind of where we left off. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's a decent cliffhanger, you know? It is. Like, it's not bad, but... I also kind of feel like it's only been 12 episodes and they've already gone through like seven games, you know? I'm like, where's the, where's the tension, you know? Where's the hype? There kind of isn't any. I do feel like it's been pretty quick too, so like I'm curious as to what they're going to be doing with the next 70 or 60 episodes. Like yeah. if, if, if there's 75 episodes and we're already in the sense like finishing up the, the prelims to the inner high or the actual inner high to the country's finals, however the heck it works out. Yeah. Like... 
where's it gonna go? That's My what only... I'm concerned about because it's like, are, does that mean that they're gonna lose to this team and then spend everything like training for the that's, next one Cause... that's my thought like i think they're not gonna be able to they're gonna come close and they're yeah. gonna see that they have talent and that they can technically go against these kings because that's why they were able to beat one king but i don't think they're gonna be able to beat the second one so like i think they're gonna fail and then we're actually gonna start to get to know the players more and we're gonna see more of a build-up i hope so because the build-up is what i'm missing you know yeah. like i said i'm just kind of like eh Okay, they're that's, playing basketball. Cool. That's what I'm hoping for, <laughs> and that's probably why they rushed to get through this so fast. I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's just a strange tactic for well, me. Two, and no one on the team's a senior. Yeah, that's true. So, so if they miss out on the rest of this year, they'll be third years and, and second, second years. years with a new pair of rookies coming in. Well, so then in that case, that would make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so, then we'll be stuck with the characters for at least a season. Exactly. That's where I was going with, like, Haikyuu. They already had third years on their team, and there's, like, three of them who were pretty much necessary and you're yeah. like now crap they lost their first round of the tournament they are not gonna have the third years this time around but i was like though i guess the way volleyball works in the high school out there you still can but after this season what are we gonna do with the third years aces diamond was the same way they had their third years who were really good they lost pretty quick in their tournament in sense and so now you're you're building yourselves up with the second and the first years as they're coming through so to me i, I enjoy that we'll see how it goes after I finish up this this game, if yeah. they win or lose and see what happens. I mean, I don't know. I was also kind of irritated, too, because in the first few episodes, I really didn't like the animation of the jerseys. Mm-hmm. I felt like they didn't fit. Like, they were just these big, boxy things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I expect so much more from anime. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, to yeah, me, yeah. it looked like somebody who's not really that great at drawing. Well, it's also the first few episodes in the anime too you get to figure the art style is not ready yet and they're probably not as budgeted as it could be well even still like even now at episode 12 it could be done better Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it feels like it's just lacking in animation i guess and yeah so so it's like i see the jerseys and i'm like oh what is this you know what i mean that's kind of crazy too so i remember like you're pointing that out and that's where i come up come up with like the budget so like when i first heard about one piece and i was like all right maybe i'll look into it i remember looking at an article on kotaku and it was like generations of art for how one piece was going around my first ones which is where i had just started was like i really like how they look now i'm scared to see what they return into and the later generations i honestly didn't like at the time right i thought they looked too weird they're changing them up too much but now that i've watched the show and i'm up towards where those like pictures are from i like how they look now yeah and i look back at their first season or whatever and i'm like wow that art was terrible right like it's just not good so i can see it evolving and getting better and it'll be different once we watch it evolve mm-hmm. instead of like just seeing like a jump you know exactly. from seven seasons away from now or exactly. something like that yeah. yeah no i know what you mean because it was the same thing for me with like sailor moon and, and like dragon naruto, ball and, sure, and, yeah, and naruto yeah like it's you start budget. watching it and you're like oh, okay this is cool and then sometimes there's just a random season where they got different artists and you're like what is what is happening here yeah. like what is why yeah <laughs> so we'll see I'm, I'm sure it'll get better but I I like the show, and I'm going to try to keep watching it, at least until I get to the point where I'm like, eh, it's not really going anywhere. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's still some other animes that I'm trying to watch. Yeah. So. We, well, we have a bunch that we need to finish up, like, that we just haven't done yet. Like Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, like Tokyo Ghoul. Um, <laughs> I finally finished watching Yokai Watch, and they added the movie on Netflix, or at least one of them, so I'm going to watch that and then write a blog about it, since yeah. I'm finally done. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just, like, these shows end up having, like, 10,000 episodes. It's and we're so like, hard. what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, for me, I'll, I'll watch it with you, but I'm not going to be, like, stuck on it. Like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, like, Haikyuu, right. Because it's yeah. just not dragging me in. But I mean, it's not bad. Like, I've, I've watched, I've sat through more boring animes mm-hmm. than this, you know? So. Fair enough. So when I was looking up info for Kuroko's Basketball, I found this really interesting article that Mm -hmm. I was really surprised about because it doesn't strike me as something that would be associated with Kuroko's Basketball. A second anime with crime involved? Well, yeah, technically. So, okay, and this is a a really drawn-out thing, too. So it started in October of 2012. A plastic container with liquid that releases poisonous hydrogen sulfide was left in the gym of the Jochi University, and attached to the container was a note that read, I hate Fujimaki. Well, Tadoshi Fujimaki graduated from, to- from Jochi University before he wrote the Kuroko's basketball manga, so somebody who was putting a hate crime out for that guy way after he graduated 
in the high school. Against the high schoolers yeah. just because they happen to be going to the same school he went to. Right. Isn't that... So, and then it gets weirder. So, a few days later, a threatening letter was also sent to the high school containing a white powder. And in the coming weeks, Tokyo and Osaka stations that were airing Kuroko's basketball, the anime, also received similar threats with potentially poisonous substances and threats. So, it's like, why... What do they have against this anime? You yeah, know what I mean? Really. Like, what's happening here? It's basketball. Like, is this, is this like a scorned old... Relationship or something? Yeah, like, like a like, rival team member on? or something. And then for the next few months, all the way up until January, so this started in October, so it was several months now, Yeah. more letters were sent to various Kuroko events in Tokyo and in Chiba, and they caused numerous cancellations and exclusions and all this stuff, and, you know, people were backing out and not going, and it was causing a really big issue. Well, things then got quiet from October to January, and then in April of 2013, more threats started popping up. And then in October, convenience store chains were then told to remove all Kuroko-related items from the inventory through more threatening letters. Jeez. And over 1,500 stores in these chains complied out of fear, including 7-Elevens. Jeez. So they took out all the, the toys that they sell, any candy-related things that had Kuroko on the items, you know, all that kind of stuff. So this dude's just getting so harassed, he's losing out on income because somebody hates him that much. Yeah. Well, finally, in December of 2013, this is, you know, a year later, a yeah. little over a year later now, a man was arrested putting letters into mailboxes around Shibuya, and he had 20 letters in his backpack that were addressed to organizers of a high school basketball tournament and the comic convention, Comicette, demanding cancellations. So when they arrested him, he admitted to the crimes, and he was like, yeah, I did those, and he said that they, he did it because he was jealous of the author's success. That's the only reason why. <laughs> His statement said, Fujimaki lives a blessed life, but I've never experienced anyone's love. Like, that's that's your reason for trying so, to... He basically, probably a fan of the show, probably had the idea of maybe doing an anime on basketball, but couldn't do it. Yeah. Then this guy does it, and he's like, stole everything from me. Yeah, I guess. He ended up sending out over 400 letters of intimidation over a span of two years. That's just crazy. Like... What kind of, how, how do you get to that point, you know? Jeez. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's just sad to yeah. have yourself be like that. Right. And again, over a basketball anime, a basketball manga, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Really? <laughs> well, I'm more curious as to why the police just randomly stopped this dude putting letters into the mailboxes. Well, they had been looking for him. He was very careful not to leave any fingerprints on any of the letters he mm -hmm. did. And every time that he was going to be around cameras, he always had a hood on and a mask. Like, when, when you wear, when you have a cold. Yeah. So nobody could ever see what he looked like. I see. So, and he was always wearing all black. So people started keeping an eye out for, for these people. Similar. Yeah, for people going around putting letters, wearing all black and a mask. And they, they tried gunning through to a couple of people, but they never really found anything until this guy was actually caught putting letters in people's mailboxes. So they just kind of like happened to see it. Yeah. Reported it, and we're like, that guy might be it, because yeah. he's going to mailbox to mailbox. Well, and you have to think, too, like, this was a big deal, because he was causing disturbances mm. all around <clears throat> several cities, not even just Tokyo. Several, yeah, yeah. which is crazy. Canceling events and whatnot in stores. Exactly. Like, yeah, this that... guy really was basically a terrorist in Tokyo. Yeah, really was. Over an anime, and that's just crazy. Yeah. So, I thought that was worth talking about, because that's something yeah, that's really different. Thing. It's the second <laughs> anime in terms of where we had some form of crime could be committed because of yeah. the anime. Although the Tokyo Ghoul ones were here in the United States. Not Tokyo Ghoul, but Death Note. Oh, yeah, you're right. Death Note. Actually, that was in the United States and in, what was it, like the Netherlands or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. They should have hired Sakurako from Beautiful Bones. Oh, goodness. Okay, that's clever, I guess. I, she's kind of, in a sense, a detective, even yeah. though she's not a detective. And anyway, that's the next anime we're, we're going to be talking about. We watched the first six episodes. Of Beautiful Bones, Sakurako's Investigation. Yeah, we watched uh, one of six, one through six, and it's only 12 episodes long. Correct. Which I'm excited about. Yeah, me too. So you can find it, if you want to, on Crunchyroll, Hulu, and Anime Planet. We're not super hot on this anime, but no. we're watching it anyway because we started it, so. The plot follows Sakurako Kujo, who is an osteologist obsessed with bones, because she should be, that's her yeah, job. Yeah. But she constantly stumbles upon skeletons and mysterious crimes and ends up having to solve them with the help of her assistant Shotaro and their acquaintances. 
So it's a weird combination, these two. Shotaro is a younger kid in school, maybe high school? Yeah. Year one, probably, maybe year probably two? Probably high school, yeah. And she's probably somewhere in her low 20s. That's my guess. Yeah. And They've never really confirmed how old she is. She seems like she's on the richer side. Very. Probably from her job. She has an assistant or like a maid in a sense. And it seems like her family was rich. She has no filter. She kind of does what she wants, says what she wants. And this kid, I guess, somehow stumbled upon her. And I don't think he's necessarily hired as her assistant. He's no, just he just there. Kinda acts like it, though. Yeah, and he like he whenever he calls the police because she's gonna make bad decisions when they find skeletons of human remains. He's the one who calls the cops, and she's like, "No, why would you do that?" And yeah, then, like, I want to keep that. Yeah, he basically. He's like her conscious. Yeah, 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 like her guardian in a sense. Which is funny because in one episode he ends up like calling out over a loudspeaker. Or the oh, police for do. the lost child. Yeah, for the lost child because it was lost child tent at like a festival, and it was calling for her yeah. because she was technically lost. <laughs> and it was just like really. <laughs> but this anime, I don't know, man. Like it doesn't. It's like they tried to make it like CSI mixed in with bones because she's solving like random things too. Oh, though, well, I guess you can do you like know? the CSI, like you know how when they go to the crime scene and like, yeah. all of a sudden goes to like a weird like slow mo cut scene of like zooming in on different ingredients. And yeah, stuff like that. it's kind of like that in a sense. Yeah, I guess you could say that because like with bones, I mean, I don't know, bones is like, well, okay, and back to the anime though. So like, it, it, and every episode doesn't really seem to be connected no. in many ways it's just like a random story of the, the only week, thing that's been you know? connected is the one cop and the one girl that goes to his school yeah they just kind of recurring characters but there's yeah. no like recurring storyline really. no so in the first episode sakurako and shotaro find a skull on the beach and they turn it into the police then they end up involving themselves into what appears to be a double suicide but sakurako helps them discern that it was a disguised murder and that was, like, the whole episode. And it was like, oh, okay. But, like, whenever she goes to discover or, like, oh, I need to investigate this, she gets, like, a transformation scene, Yeah, she has, like, a say. Sailor Moon transformation in a sense. Yeah, but, like, she, I don't know, like, stuff comes out of her brain, you know, and, like, a bunch of skeletons of animals start walking past yeah, her. Yeah, but it's, like, it's, like, a white background with her in the middle, like, floating. Like, glittery rainbow and kind of thing. like, yeah, like... You know, like, how you get, like, the rainbow in oil? Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, looking like things. That's kind of, like, how they are. They're, like, rainbow-colored as they, like, come through next to her. Yeah. It's just like, what is And then is she this? always goes, let's figure this out. Oh, after snapping her glove. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. She like snaps snap, her glove. And that ends that animation scene. Yeah. Also, she's like, let's solve this crime. Or it's, like, her saying or some yeah. shit. And, like, and, then that, and then the transformation's and, over. And then it's, like, boom, boom, boom. She just names off all the facts on what the thing is and why it's like that. And yeah. she ends up being right. But it's, like... Really? So that why was so unnecessary. It is. And the thing is, it's not always with bones. Like, the very first case right. she solves ended up being flesh. That's what I'm saying. She was just, just able to deduce it down because she's smart. Oh, the knots are tied in this direction. This person was left-handed, so they couldn't have tied the knots, and they would have gone in this, and blah, blah, exactly. blah, blah, blah. So, so it was like, like, all right. In a sense, she used the bones because of, like, the formation through, like, how the body was laid. She could kind of tell, but it was like, really? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So in the second episode, Shotaro finds a four-year-old covered in blood at the convenience store. So he calls the police, and he calls Sakurako, because apparently that's more important than calling the police. Well, yeah. And in the anime, they make the police seem so stupid, too. They really They're do. just like, oh no, don't call them, yuck, you know? They try to figure out who this little girl is. They figure out she's been abused, and she's from a poor neighborhood, and they find yep. her house, and her mother's been murdered in the kitchen, and they... Come to figure out that there's a baby hidden in the floorboards and the drug Because addicted. of how the mom was, like, on her knees. Yeah. Like, in a weird position. Yeah. Like, why would she be like that? It doesn't make sense. And, like... So then the drug-addicted father comes home. He tries I don't think to he was kill the everybody. I think he was just a druggie. I don't... It could have been either way, really. So, it doesn't matter, though. Anyway, then the police arrested him and the kids are both saved and that was the end of it. So, it yeah. was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I think the only episode so far that I recall that even dealt with Bones... Is the third episode, yeah, where they happen to be going on a hike randomly, and they find a almost fully decomposed body in its clothes. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, they don't even find it. Someone comes out screaming. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, there's a body!" Exactly, and they show it to him, and they end up solving that case. Ended up being Shotro's high school friends, high school friends, yeah, grandma who had been missing for a while, and they thought maybe she had killed herself because she was tired of her helping their her husband, yeah. her grandfather who had like dementia. And, or no, Alzheimer's, sorry. Oh, so it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She, they thought maybe she killed herself, but really what it was is that 
the grandfather was a really good painter and had this scene of a sunrise and the grandma went out there early in the morning on this cliff and went to see it but it looks like she slipped and fell yeah and because it was a big enough fall and older and fragile she ended up probably breaking, like breaking her, spine her neck or, or, neck or something, or something. Like that. Yeah. yeah and she couldn't move and she ended up like suffocating and dying so that was the only case that had to deal with bones, bones. Randomly, out of nowhere, the fourth and fifth episode turned into like a ghost story. Well, and it was a two-part, which was yeah, not necessary. It was a two-part. I'm sorry, not even it was a ghost. It was curse. Yeah, it was a curse. It was a two-part curse episode based off a cursed dog and a cursed painting. Yeah. It, just the, like, what in the heck? Long story short, the cursed painting was because back in the 1800s, they used to use an oil that used arsenic yeah. to make the pigment, and. Um, it had gotten mold on the back and so it was like kept out in a shed. Yeah, yeah. So between the mold and the arsenic, it made a gas and that's what poisoned the guy. And yeah, she and could tell by seeing the lines on his fingernails and then that was done. Yeah. Like, and the thing is like the guy knew what was poisoning him and he was trying to use like the history of his family members earlier deaths yeah. to say that this curse was going to kill him because he was trying to commit suicide because he was like in massive debt because his like stock thing management business was tanked and he was trying to save his family. And, and it was like, like okay. Hell? Okay, yeah. Like there's no connection between any like, of this stuff. They could have easily just made her a super smart person who did whatever. Yeah. Like didn't have to be bones. She, well, even... she could have just been a smart detective and they could have done this show. Right. Like I would have been fine watching her create skeletons and like I don't know, something. figure out what the life of the animals or something. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and again, in the final episode, they do a festival, and again, they don't deal with any bones. They don't deal with anybody well, who was even dead. No, kind of. In a way. small, teeny sense. It was like, it was so a, they found a diamond ring and what appeared to be a suicide note, although me and Justin both looked at each other and were like, that's not a suicide note. It wasn't. What? Yeah. The, it was basically a wife that um, her husband died, and she made some uh, mourning jewelry from compressing the ashes together to make a diamond, which is really cool. You can do that. Yeah. And so she was going to throw the ring off a bridge and she dropped it or something along with the note and somebody found it and was like, oh, she's going to kill herself. And no, it wasn't. But so really there wasn't even a conclusion to this one. It was just like, oh no, that the jewelry is just made out of his bones and And we're going to throw it in the river anyway because she's trying to let him go to move on. Yeah. But again, our recurring characters, it was the... High school friend. High school friend who found the ring and the note, and it was the officer who was running the tent. And the only thing that I got out of this episode is that the teacher of Shotaro is a Was a, a jerk. Yeah. Like, the, the biggest yeah. a-hole. Yeah. And he knows he's an a-hole, and he was like, I don't care. Yeah, like, pretty much. I don't need you to like me. Like. Yeah. So, the show is a detective show with someone who's just smart, who's... A bone person, when bones don't matter... Yeah, the bones don't matter. ...that's managed by a high school student who seems to have a love interest in the main character and a weird transformation scene thing that's not necessary. So... So... Show's meh, basically. I'm very meh. Yeah. And I don't see it getting better, and especially if it's only gotten 12 episodes, I don't know when it came out. But I don't look forward to seeing any more than that if it has anymore. It's fairly new. I think it came out last year, and it was based on a manga. So I, I don't know if the manga's better, and maybe the show just didn't do very well. I'm trying to have to find some way to flare it up. Yeah, but I you can know. tell they don't know what they're trying to aim for. No. And it, it just doesn't work. So. Agreed. Anywho, um, hopefully it'll get better in the next six episodes. Um, we'll let you know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> So on to a better subject. We got some updates for Pokemon Go. Yes. I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily a better thing at the point in time. I feel like Pokemon Go has kind of died a little bit. Like It's died a lot. I've been, I, it was a really great game when it first came out. And I feel like they're obviously going to keep trying to make it better and better. But like all these recent updates, some of it's good. More of it's just bad. Like what? Like the fact that you can't even ride the bus anymore and collect Pokemon at Pokestops and things oh. like that. Like, no, you, I mean those you can't are even just... go above like three miles an hour. That's for safety though, because too many people were being stupid. I and understand that. Causing it, like, like people died. Like you know, shouldn't be walking in the middle of the road on your phone. No, drivers have hit people because they are playing Pokemon Go. The drivers are playing Pokemon <sighs> Go. There needs to be hazards. There was a bus. The bus driver was playing Pokemon Go. And he crashed and hit some people because he was playing Pokemon Go. Like, well, that's then, not cool. That's the company's fault for letting the bus drivers have their cell phones. Yeah. What about regular drivers? Because well, they've hit some people, too. And they all deserve to go to jail. 
Yeah, but the All point right. is, is that they did they t- they made the the speed limit thing so that way people won't try to do that. There won't be any distracted driving because there's no point because they can't play and drive at the same time. Fair enough. Fair you know, enough. I don't think it's that bad. No. All right. Well, so some of the updates. Uh, Ditto is finally live and is catchable. I haven't seen one yet though. Me either. And the yeah. thing is, from what I've been reading, it's not like you actually see a Ditto. You have to capture as many Pokemon as you can, and one of those Pokemon will change back into Ditto, because he just copies somebody. Well, he should have different eyes then, because Ditto's, at least in the anime, whenever Mm -hmm. they would Ditto an animal, Mm -hmm. or a Pokemon, it would have, like, those plain black eyes, as opposed to, like, normal normal eyes, I guess you could say. So I would imagine that if you catch a Ditto, it's going to have the same different eyes, so that way you'd be able to distinguish the difference, at least. Well, we'll see. Yeah, haven't caught one yet. Haven't even seen one, but... Nope. I've been trying. I'm sure we'll get one eventually. Also, the trackers now show which Pokestop the Pokemon are nearby. So if you look at your map, your little nearby map, it'll show you a little icon of the Pokestop. Yes. So, I mean, that's helpful. It's pretty cool. Because then you don't, you know which ones you can actually try to go for and what area to go to to try to find them. Exactly. Giving you a landmark to kind of go search yeah. helps out a lot. I never thought that the... The tracking update was that big of a deal in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it never worked. They need to fix it. Blah, 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 blah. It works fine. Like, we figured out how to use it. We've caught several Pokemon using it. You just gotta go in circles. Yeah. Basically. I think it's just, like, people are complaining that it's not... Like, it, like it's too easy. You know what I mean? When it was too easy, people were like, oh, I like this. And then now that there's, like, some challenge to it, they're like, oh, it's stupid. I don't want to play anymore. They've also added some data for Gen 2 Pokemon, uh, gold and silver. Oh, Which yeah. is awesome. Means we're, we're starting to get some more pokes to catch. Yeah, well, we'll see when those come out, though, because that's people are hinting that that may happen in the December update. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's supposedly a big update. But yeah. I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe it'll happen after the new year? Because you would think Niantic would at least say something about it. But then again, they haven't said anything about anything. No, so. they just release these updates and you happen to hear about it from like other people posting articles. Well, along with this update, they're supposed to have possible tournaments and quests and bonuses. Like, we've already got some bonuses mm-hmm. for catching things every day and hitting a Pokestop every day. But they're supposed to have some more, I guess? Interesting. Or... I don't know, some other types of bonuses. I wonder what the quest is going to be, like, hit this Pokestop, or, like... Maybe, catch, catch one this, of these a day Pokemon. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I would imagine, but like I said again, nobody knows anything really concrete, so we're just kind of guessing at this point. I mean, these may not even actually happen, this may just be, like, rumors that have cycled into legitness, even though they're not, you know? Yeah. So I guess we'll find out when it actually happens, but... As you said before, they have seen a huge drop-off in players, so they're probably going to see this as a good way to bring in some more income, especially because Sun and Moon just came out, mm-hmm. so they're like, oh, we got to get more people to play Pokemon, you know? Yeah, they're just trying to bring it back around and get people to start buying coins again and stuff like that, because it's had a huge drop-off. Just in general, you can see it. You don't see many people walking around in groups anymore, and it's just vastly different all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, I think the weather has a lot to do with that, too, now that it's getting colder yeah, and stuff true. like that. It's true. People like, have caught most of the first... Well, remember the first few weeks at work, like, everyone was talking about Pokemon and trying to be on yeah. the same team, and people wearing shirts and stuff like that. No one mentions anything now. A lot of those people were cheating, too, though, and they were just like, oh, I'm gonna go download the computer stuff and where to find different things because I don't feel like actually going around and wandering, so I feel like those people probably went out caught everything and are just like well i'm done now you know what i mean yeah they're not using it as a casual like i'm wandering around kind of game mm-hmm. they're using it as i have to complete it complete it yeah complete, complete. It. i have to complete it and then i'm done so in that sense neantic's doing the smart thing by releasing another update but i feel like maybe they should have done it sooner then because they've lost a lot of people maybe they can try to pull off some pr stuff like amazon has in the recent past of this episode before final fantasy was released which is the the game came out on november 27th amazon has some fun with its customers in japan only in japan though only i was really uh, like i saw the pictures and i was like what because what they did was amazon boxes they ship out they've got the little smile on them and stuff well these special ones 
have a print on them where it looks like they've been torn open yeah. and on the inside of the box is a copy of Final Fantasy 15 mm-hmm. both in Xbox and on PS4 yeah. so it's like you're looking at it and you're like wait what but when I first saw the picture I thought it was real you know like because I was just scrolling and I saw uh-huh. it and I thought like oh man Somebody ripped open that box. They're lucky they didn't get their game stolen. Right. You know? But then, no, I realized that that was just printed on the box. And I was like, oh, how... You know, like, that's really cool. But at the it's same time, that's so dangerous. Do. Like, it is, but like, I'd be afraid of somebody stealing my box. Well, that's like, that's the difference here versus, like, in Japan, theft being so little yeah. out there that you can have a fun thing like that happen. And I'm pretty sure most of the time, the box is going to sit there no matter what. That's true. Out yeah. here... The only people who aren't going to mess with that box are A, the owners, or B, people who are suspicious of it being uh, set up. Here, not something I don't think they could ever do. Well, they only did a limited number mm. anyway, so maybe people, like the obsessive people, are probably going to start selling those boxes. Maybe. So that way people will buy them. Yeah, like so. be smart opening it from the bottom side so you don't have to damage those boxes. And... Yeah, but I thought it was a really cool idea. It is. You know? It's smart. It's a, it's, a, it's a smart PR stunt, and I'm sure it brought a lot of attention not only to Amazon, but also to the new Final Fantasy game. I know when they were first putting advertisements for Final Fantasy 15 in Japan, like mm-hmm. billboards and stuff, all their billboards said was just like, Final Fantasy 15 coming soon. That's it? And that was it. That's really? all they needed because everybody knew it, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I wonder if it'll be similar for uh, Biohazard because of Resident oh. Evil being so big out there. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I know a lot of people have been going crazy over the well, the new update to the demo mm-hmm. like because you can actually do something with the dummy finger now because you couldn't do that before. Yeah. So, so you can do something with it now, but I don't know if we can try it again. Like, I want we'll to. to. try to see if we can find it and yeah, download it. Yeah, because when we tried last time, it wasn't available anymore. Well, anyway, so as we mentioned, Final Fantasy fifteen came out on November 27th. We, we have not bought, bought it. it yet, though. Nope, not yet. Not yet. Because I've been playing World of Final Fantasy, so. And I've been playing some other games that I recently bought for myself. Plus, we've been streaming uh, Dark Souls, which we'll get into here in a little bit. But... Don't fret, we will buy it. And I'm sure we'll probably end up streaming it as well. Uh, maybe as one of our upcoming games. Although, I don't know, though, because like it's such an open, long game that yeah. I feel like it would be really boring to stream it. Maybe. Like That's why I haven't streamed World of Final Fantasy. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, there's, it's just grinding and grinding and grinding. You this know is what true, because I mean? it's a leveling up long-term game. Yeah. Versus like something like Dark Souls, which is very linear in the sense of you have a story, you're progressing. Yeah, you're leveling, but it's not the same kind. Right. So okay, I enough. don't know if people would even be interested in that. But then why us as opposed to anybody else? Because we're Because we're awesome. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so obviously we can't give you guys a formulated opinion yet because we haven't played it, but... I've watched a few videos, not just teasers. I've actually like watched people playing it and describing the game. Oh and my god, it looks so cool, though. Yeah, just god. first off, I have to say, like the gameplay looks amazing. Yeah, it really does. It looks gorgeous, and like you can do so much. You know what yes. I mean? Like you can do literally anything. The fact that it's like open world, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that it's not really turn-based combat this time either, so that makes it a little bit more interesting as well. It's, yeah, it's real time. It seems real, like yeah. And, like, watching, like, the fighting with, like, the teleporting and the weapons and, like, the group action. It seems really Really complicated, though. Like, it seems awesome, but it also seems complicated. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that part kind of makes me iffy. Not iffy, but it makes me anxious, I guess. Because I'm like, am I going to be able to do it, you know? Yeah. Well, some of the people I was watching were saying they thought maybe the same thing was going to happen. It's going to get, you're going to get lost. There's going to be too much going on. Mm -hmm. And they said it ended up not being that way. And oh, that's that the, good. the combat system is actually really easy yeah. and fun. So I look forward to it. Oh, I do I too. Think it looks amazing. Yeah. The story seems pretty good. It's a fairly linear story as well in terms of what you're trying to do. It's what you're going to end up doing in between that that could take up a lot of time. All the side yeah, quests of and course. leveling and whatnot. Yeah. So, oh. Oh. Get to write crazy awesome chocobos. Well, of course. They have to have chocobos. What do you mean crazy awesome though? They, they just look, look awesome. Like, they look like chocobos. But the way they look in the game. Oh, because they're like upgraded, you mean? Yeah, you yeah. Can see all the no, they look super and real. And yeah. Like, looks sweet. I want a chocobo. I think they. Uh, I remember saying, like, I know in one of the older Final Fantasies, you can take a chocobo to run on top of the water. Yeah, that was seven. In this one, you can actually swim with them. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So that's yeah, I like cool. that. Just a random little fact that I saw from some people playing. No, like in seven, you had to breed chocobos in order to get certain colors that could take you over mountains and over the water. And like the black chocobo was the really hard one because it, it was the hard one to breed, mm-hmm. but that one could go over anything. Yeah. So it was like you really wanted to breed that one, but 
Yeah, it took like special stuff. I don't even remember the steps anymore. I had to look <laughs> it up because I didn't know how to do it. Yeah, but, a long time ago. Yeah. Once we get it, though, like, I want to be able to dedicate the time to doing it. You know what I mean? So, like, that's why I haven't been trying to get it yet because I want to focus on that game yeah. when once we get it. I it's going to take a lot of focus. Yeah. <laughs> so we have some updates to your Dark Souls 3 adventure that yeah. is happening right now. As we mentioned, I've been streaming Dark Souls 3 because that's what everybody voted on when we posted it on Facebook. And it's been going okay, I guess, you know. Okay, like, yeah. Yeah. So I started playing it on the 27th, which is also when Final Fantasy came out, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, so we've gotten... um three parts so far and it's about like nine hours worth give or take i've been playing like to the three hour mark so but um i've defeated a boss every time that i've played although some of them have been easier than others <laughs> the crystal lizard the like uh, tutorial boss took me forever for some reason yeah and well, then you know technically the crystal lizard's not even the tutorial boss it's, it's just the harder minion oh you're the right the actual tutorial boss is the uh Eodex gunder yes yeah yeah, well, I defeated him, too. And then um, the second time, I got Vort of the Boreal Valley. And he was a lot easier, I felt like, than the Crystal Lizard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened, but it did. And then um, it took me, like, a straight two hours to defeat the stupid rotting greatwood tree yeah. thing. Like, I don't... That one was not easy. It should have been easy. I don't know why it wasn't. Like... It's not... They're not easy fights. Well, they look like they should be easy, though. I think that's what it is. They're simple fights, but they're so simple that I can't focus on them. You don't focus enough on attack patterns to understand when you should and shouldn't be in there? Well, no. See, the thing is, I can see that. But I end up getting lost in my buttons because the mm -hmm. animations take so long to finish. Mm -hmm. It's like, I roll. Okay, I expect it to be like super quick and a, a motion that just you hit the button and you're done. But it's not. You hit the motion and it takes like two seconds to complete the animation. And then if you get hit, then you're stuck even longer. Mm -hmm. So it's like it takes you an extra like two seconds to get up and like get unstaggered or whatever. And by that time, the thing's moved on to a different location and I can't do what I wanted to do. Yeah. So... It ends up frustrating me, I guess, because I'm like, why isn't my character moving how I want it to move, you know? Yeah. Although we did notice when we were streaming last time, um, we read a comment that somebody said they like Bloodborne a lot more like myself because it's an offensive game and Dark Souls is a defensive game. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense because I don't, I, I don't like this defensive rolling and dodging and all that kind That's of stuff, you know? That's the same thing Bloodborne is. No, Bloodborne, but Bloodborne is all about rolling and dodging and hitting. But it's not. It's different. Like The only difference in the two... It's more aggressive. You've said it's more aggressive. In Bloodborne, yeah, because yeah. it encourages you to hit to get life back. Right. The only, that's the only difference between the two. The mechanics are the same. The way you're playing them are the exact same. You're rolling to dodge and you're swinging to hit. Well, the only it works is... a lot better in Bloodborne for mm, me. No, not even... Yeah. There's no difference. No, there is because for some reason I have a really hard time with Dark Souls and I don't have that hard of a time with Bloodborne. I don't know. Have Just you saying... beaten a boss in Bloodborne yet? Yeah, I've defeated several bosses on Bloodborne. So that's what I'm saying. Like It was so much easier to do that as opposed to with Dark Souls 3. All right. And then, like I was saying before, I think with Dark Souls 3, it's not stylized enough for my taste. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm watching it. And, like, yeah, the environments are really pretty. And some of the some of the monsters, I guess, are interesting looking and they're really cool. But otherwise, it doesn't really grab my attention. I'm just like, okay, here's what I have to do and blah, 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 blah. But I'm not really, like, into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I kind of I feel like it's missing something in that sense. Like, it's not a bad game, but... yeah. I just wish I didn't die so damn much. I <laughs> died. To it. I died to game. dogs, people. Like I shouldn't have died to these dogs, and you I died I to died. rats, and that's worse. I, yeah, I died to the rats. I did, and that's worse yeah, than dogs. That was bad, but I did make a lot of progress. I feel like I've been doing better, and I'm getting to the point where my levels are worth it. You know, yeah. so it's like yeah. it's actually making a difference. <laughs> you know, what's worse than dying to rats. What dying to midair. Midair. What does that mean? You've jumped off a couple cliffs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have. I kind of rolled a Just little suicide. too far. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. That wasn't happens to everybody. Yeah. So looks like we have some fun Olympic news. Yeah, I've been trying to find Olympic news, but there really isn't much because Not it's really. so far away. Not you yet. know. Yeah. But I am keeping an eye out because you know Four I imagine 
Well, yeah, but I imagine these Olympics are going to be the ones in Tokyo, the Summer Olympics. 2020! I imagine they're going to be really fun because it's in Japan. Are we going to go? I would like to. Well, it's four years from now. Yeah, we should be able to. So we should probably start planning. They're yeah. Probably, we got to find out when tickets go on sale and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. That'd be awesome. Right? I will, I was hoping that it would kind of be around the time either... I was Nintendo Land, you know? I'm yeah. hoping that that opens before the Olympics. That way we can kind of do both. Well, there's another amusement park that I'm going to talk about here in a little bit that I would be really cool if it had it open as well. Yeah, I don't know about that one, though. We'll but, figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, so with the Olympic news, um, Hatsune Miku is going to be not at the Olympics, but they did hold a poll to see like who they would want to have at the Olympics. She came in 14th there to perform at the 2020 Summer Olympics in that's Tokyo. But since that's not number one, what she's going to do instead is um, she's going to join up with a world-renowned taiko troupe called Kodo, and they're going to have a promotional concert. So it's going to be a nice mix of old and new, you know? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. The, it's kind of strange to me because, like, it's three years ahead of time. Like, the concert is going to be in March. So it's like, why? Oh. How is that a promotional thing if it's that soon? You know? It's the tour, though. It's just starting. No, it's right? not a tour. Oh. It's only one, it's only one weekend in March. That's oh. it. So I thought that was kind of strange. But Interesting. it's going to be called The Two Sounds Resounding Astound the World. So it's like they tried to make it like the worst tongue twister ever. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. If it would have been a tour, I feel like that would have been a lot more beneficial than just like two shows. Yeah. You know, with yeah. this Tycho troupe. But maybe then again, they're like, well, I don't know if it's going to work. So that's their way of like testing it, yeah, I guess. We'll see. I don't know. Well, what was this amusement park you were talking about? Well, I mean, I already know, so I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, but that's okay. So Let's talk about that amusement park you were talking about. All right. So not only would we go to Japan in 2020, because we're, we're going to go now. We have to. It's just, yeah. No, it's it's going to happen. It's happened. It's, it's four happened. years. We got time. Talk, uh, we're talking about Mario Land or whatever, right? Well, N- Nintendo. Nintendo. Nintendo Land. Jeez. Which I associate Mario with Nintendo. Yeah. I think almost everybody does. Almost. Anywho. So there's going to be some form of a spa amusement park. But spam, I thought? No, no spam. No spam? No spam, just spa. Oh, they should have spam just because it's close to spa. No, not even close. It's a spa amusement park. You know what? Maybe every time I read that article, I thought it was talking about spam. No, no, And it wasn't? No, no, no. Maybe they should do that too. That would be nasty. No, Hawaii would do it probably. Hawaii would. Hawaii, they love spam in Hawaii. Anyway. In Hawaii. So the Japanese city of Beppu... Beppu is known for its countless hot springs and and spas that tend to pop up. So the city's mayor, Nagano, pledged to build an entire spa-themed amusement park if they had a hit one million viewers on their promotional video. Wow, which, I like, totally misread that. I thought it was talking about spam. No, and I was like, oh, Japan, and I just kind of like went past it. it. <laughs> yeah, no. So like, Whoops, they bad. released a video, like a fun little like, hey, and there's like a spa roller coaster where every single seat is you know, a hot water spa. Okay, see now that makes more sense to me because I was thinking I'm I'm reading it and I'm like a spam amusement park. Like, why would they? What, what's why are they what in kind tubs? Of you talking about food spam or you talking yeah. about like male spam? No food spam. So I was like, what is this like a soup in the in the little roller coaster? Because they were in buckets. <laughs> They're you know? in spam soup. I was so confused. So this is why you don't want to go because you think it's spam. You know what? I think when I was reading it, because I see now that it's called the spa amusement. Yeah. I think I read it as spam amusement. Sp- Where's the double spam? M? It's not two M's. It's just one spam. Usement. I got so you. So I was like, oh, Spam Park, yeah. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Wow, okay, no. So anyway. I the... hope they throw some ramen in there. Maybe. How can you, keep... come on. You gotta have ramen a in a Spam spam Park. Who spam. knows? Spam, god dang it. Yes. No, you gotta have ramen in a Spa Park because it's boiling water. I wonder how Spam would be in ramen. Probably Salty. pretty good. Probably pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, my, yeah, my The bad. video hit one million views recently. Woo! And the mayor came out and announced the plans Ten. to begin developing and planning the uh, the park. Nice. So it's it's gonna happen. Dude. He's gonna try to commit to his promise. You know what? I'll go because I used to love water parks, but I always thought that they were too cold. Yeah. If it's a spa park, That's what I'm saying I'm gonna be happy. It's gonna and be get really some sweet. Hot tubs everywhere. It'll be good. So what? no, no, wait, wait. Remember okay. when I ordered that that tofu? Yeah. At the last restaurant we went yes, to? Yes, it was hot. Yeah, it was, well, it was called, um, 
It was uh, fudo, so it was like in a bath of hot water. Yeah. They could totally serve that at the spa amusement park. They could. They could. They I could. would be happy. Ramen and, and tofu. The thing about us going to Japan in 2020 is that there has to be a Japan to go to in 2020. They had the huge earthquake tsunami in 2011. Yeah. And they had another big one just recently. They did, but at least that was, you know, like a good five-year gap. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, this one was a 6.9, which is still it's pretty still big. It's still huge, yeah. You know? And I think the one in San Francisco was like a 7.1 or something like that, wasn't it? San Francisco. In 1989. Oh. The only thing about it is is that it happened off the Honshu Island. So it happened again out in the ocean. Which, luckily, for mainland Japan, it, like, it wasn't as devastating as it could have been. The earthquake, it happened to, again, affect the Fukushima and Miyagi prefectures, which is the same area that it happened to last time. Yeah, but it didn't hit the, uh, the nuclear plant this it, time, right? It didn't hit it, but it did affect it again. So what happened to the plant is one of the cooling units shut down for a while. So like while it didn't have the same devastating effect it had last time because of the tsunami that also hit it, one of them did get affected by the rumbling of the earthquake. Well, so. at least it didn't knock everything down again. Yes, you know what I mean? Exactly. They called out huge warnings. Everybody evacuate these areas yeah. because we want to make sure we don't know what the scale of these things are. They were thinking they were going to have three meter high uh, tsunami waves. Yeah, like which last are like, time. Which are like 10 feet. Yeah. You know, it's huge. But luckily, they didn't. The The couple ones that did come in to land were like maybe two, three foot. So yeah. it wasn't terrible. Those are still fairly decent waves. Oh, well, yeah. But they're not 10 foot. So, yeah. I mean, they're getting lucky. Like, I mean, it's obviously not good luck, but they were lucky that this wasn't as bad as it could have mm-hmm. been. It's pretty ridiculous how often they're getting hit with these earthquakes now all of a sudden. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but it doesn't make me afraid to go there. No, I'm not like, afraid to go there. I I'm still just afraid there's going to be nothing to go to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I do know that they're trying to increase tourism over there. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in the affected areas. They're having a bunch of, like, Pokemon things. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're playing Pokemon Go, they've had special events in those cities that were really hurt. Mm-hmm. That you can go catch fancy Pokemon there. You know, you can go catch a bunch of things that probably shouldn't be there just to get people to go for tourism and stuff like that. That's and try to neat. increase the economy there. Japan has been, luckily, one of the places that's more prepared, I guess, in their builds to deal with earthquakes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, the buildings themselves in the bigger cities didn't, like, fall apart and all yeah. that kind of stuff. In, yeah. the, in the rural areas, of course, because they're not meant for that. Mm-hmm. And of, I don't think anybody's really ready for, you know, 10-foot waves. Like, that's, right. not, that's, that's not, not expected. Your cars get, you know, washed away like nothing and when that happens, so you can't really prepare for that. Yeah. But going back to that San Francisco earthquake in 1989 that one was actually a 6.9 as well i just looked it up okay see that's what i thought i thought it was like a 7.1 but i mean they weren't prepared for it either at the time well yeah 1989 no one's prepared for anything of that magnitude well yeah but that's what i'm saying so like half of that city got destroyed like i have photos from that my dad took yeah buildings are cracked in half and stuff that again that earthquake also happened mainland as well yeah like this is where japan got a little lucky and it happened off the coast exactly luckily their fault isn't like the san andreas fault which is going like through the middle of california their faults out in the middle of the ocean which helps well it doesn't help with the tsunamis but it but it helps with the cities in general i think they'd be due for another earthquake when we were there though so it might make for an interesting trip (laughs) Uh, if you get stuck there oh well oops stuck in japan oh no (laughs) oh no no. anywho i'd help rebuild it yeah i would too so on to a lighter note I read this article and I was like, this this has got to be fake. Like some kind of tall tale. There's no way. Speaking of Japan. We have a spa amusement park. You're thinking spam amusement. Spam. You know, it's Japan. I mean, it's Japan. Well, here's where, again, Japan decides to have some fun. <laughs> They're deciding to try to deliver pizzas by reindeer. You know, if you're going to get into the holiday spirit, I guess you better go big or go home. So <laughs> the meteorological agency is predicting a brutal winter this year they're calling it snowmageddon snowmageddon i like that and so domino's is seriously considering training reindeer to deliver pizza in the north side of japan oh huh yeah like by sled and everything i guess they'd have to if they're gonna have reindeer more so like um not even by sled just like strapping it on their backs what? Yeah. So the, the so you're going to open your door to a reindeer? Yeah. And like, how do you pay the reindeer? You no, just, no, no, like... no. I think they're going to have people that go with it. Oh, well, you can't ride a reindeer, can Why you? Why not? I don't know. Those things are huge. I mean, I might be able to ride a reindeer. <laughs> no, like reindeer jockeys. You yeah. Know? Like 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That'd be kind of weird. I'd, so, ra- I'd, ride a, I'd ride a moose. The whole point of this is, is they're the assuming because moose. of the snowmageddon that the main roadways are going to get closed down and this is going to be their way of getting pizza to them. Like, and yeah. like I said, I read this article thinking it was a joke. It's not. Yeah. It's 100% serious. <laughs> so um, there's going to be hurdles that need to be jump safety concerns and what happens if the rainer encounters like someone's pet, like a dog or something like that. Yeah. So they're obviously trying to figure out all of these things. They're already testing it with handlers, like, walking the reindeer. Why reindeer? I don't know, because they're big, and they're meant to be in the snow, I guess. I guess. You would think they would use more, like, sled dogs or something, though. Yeah. You know, like, get some Makitas and strap them on well, a sled. Well, maybe because dogs are easily distracted. And deer aren't? I don't know. I don't, yeah, uh, you know. But, so- I mean, I guess in, I don't know where, where Nara is, but I know there's a lot of deer over there, so maybe that's... Maybe they're trying to use the abundance of deer, but those aren't even reindeer. No. So anyway, the training's happening right now in the city of Ishikari in um, Hokkaido, which okay. is known for like its icy temperatures. Mm-hmm. There's a few pictures that I'm sure we can post up on our Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that for you guys to see. But it, yeah, it has some imagery of like the reindeer actually being trained. <laughs> and I believe, if I remember right, one of them is like with like the heat packs that carry pizza yeah. sitting on the back of the reindeer. That's so interesting. So... I mean that's that's really different for sure. You know, it's, it's out there. But I mean, hey, if pizza wants, if people want some hot pizza, they can order it by a reindeer. But how long is that gonna take to get delivered? Too uh, depends. Like if they're gonna, if it's gonna be walking with a handler, it's gonna take a while. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. They should deliver ramen, some nice hot ramen. Yeah. It'd probably be better than pizza. Well, maybe because you know how like the Domino's out here in Ohio, Kentucky serve like hoagies. Yeah. They don't really do those in California. That's true, yeah. So, so maybe they will have ramen. Maybe Domino's out there does ramen because that's more of the, the cultural food. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. We'd have to look into that, I guess. Maybe they'd be more like soba. All I know is Japan, keep it up. Yeah. You guys and your wacky traditions and you things do you do. You do you. You guys do you because it is amazing and I love reading about it all the time. Right. And I really look forward to going to this Mario-themed Olympics in 2020. It's not Mario-themed. Why not? You know, Isn't that the whole gonna... point why he came out of a tube? No, I think that was just because it's Japan. And I like, want to Japan's see Olympic all obsessed with video games. Athletes dressed up as Sonic, Mario, Bowser, DK. Like, can you imagine seeing Usain Bolt haul ass as Sonic? Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be hilarious. They should probably, you know what, they're probably going to do, like, promotional commercials. Dude, they could Where do they it. cosplay, yeah. you know? Yeah, and you can get, like, the strong dude who does, like, the shock put to be, like, Bowser, like, launching a freaking ball. Did you say shock put? Yeah. Shot. Shot, shot. put. Well, I shocked myself with the put. <laughs> or discus could be, like, They could have DK. archery. Diddy Kong? Yeah. Yeah, they can have archery with Link, you know, yes. like, shooting things. Yeah. Dude, no fencing could be with Link. That too. Is there? They don't do fencing in the in the Summer Olympics, do they? I don't know. In the, there's like there's Mario tennis. Don't they have yeah. tennis at the, the the Summer Olympics? I believe so. I'm just saying that they could do awesome. a ton of things. Yeah. Yes. Mario could be a swimmer, dude. Mario does it all. Mario does kind of do it all. Amazing. <laughs> Japan <laughs> have, better make this happen. In the Olympic pool, they could have like the little bloopers. You know, the little squid guys. Yeah. In the Soop. floating in the water. Soop. Yeah. When they go swimming, they could Soop. be to the water. They make all the little the tethers that designate lanes could be yes. the, the fish. Oh my god, this is amazing. We should just go design it now. Hire us. <laughs> It'll be fun. We promise. Yeah, dude, that would be amazing. And like the bars for the track when they're doing the hurdles can be little uh, goombas. Yeah. No, it would have to be. Well, yeah, I guess it could be. In my mind, I was thinking that it could have been the. Um, it could be the hammer dudes throwing yeah. hammers to yeah, each other as their hurdle. Yes, that's so exactly what I was thinking. the two legs would be the turtles, and then like the cross beam would be like four hammers being yeah. like fake thrown. Exactly. Oh my god. That's exactly what they I was thinking of. They need to do this. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, please Japan, make my dreams come true. <laughs> oh, damn it, we should be designing the freaking Olympics. That's what I just said. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Anywho. That does it for us this episode, so make sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. At Super SugoyCast. Yes, at Super SugoyCast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. Uh, Make sure to send us a message if you don't want to do it on one of our social medias. Make sure to send us an email at SuperSugoyCast at gmail.com. Check out our shirts and other stuff at notlg.spreadshirt.com. We just had a lot of uh, new things added, new we did. design. And we bought some, and they're really 
comfy, uh, I got actually. This, uh, tank top, man, and it's probably the most comfortable tank top I've got, and I've got a few. Excited about that, and the sweatshirts, by the way, it's a it's a premium hoodie, so you're paying like forty bucks, which is still cheaper than most mainstay sweatshirts run around sixty. And That's this true. thing is thick. And it is warm. Yeah. So if you're in a wintery area or you just like sweatshirts, get it. It's I, some good quality stuff. It, it actually is. My only thing about it is that it wasn't a zip-up hoodie. Yeah. But that's okay. It's all right. It's yeah. still really nice. Make sure to check out our host site, Night of the Living Geeks, at notlg.com. There's tons of other podcasts. So also one last thank you to Alex Browser for our music. Check out the link for more. And check us out on Twitch when we stream next, which would be... Sundays and Mondays. Sundays and Mondays yeah. from 11 p.m. Eastern to 2 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Till next time. Bye. Bye. of the living